Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Greetings, tomatoes. I'm Cheryl Benton, your host of today's Happy Hour podcast, which is all about the importance of building your personal brand. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a corporate executive, or one of the many people searching right now, you need more than just a reputation for being exceptional. You need to have a compelling personal brand and a strategy. And our guest today is Janet Wise. She's a master career strategist and a personal brand advisor and women's empowerment facilitator who's committed to helping ambitious women. And I like using that word ambitious, by the way, that's not, that's a good word. (laughs) Helping ambitious women thrive in their careers. Janet combines her expertise and her experience with a personal branding system that she created. It's a unique program called the Branding Room. And we're gonna be hearing more about that today. So Janet, welcome. Thank you so much, Cheryl. It is a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm so happy to have you here, and, I, and I've known Janet for, for quite a while now, and I wish um, that this wasn't, I wish this was video and not just audio, because then you would see Janet, because one of the things that always strike me is you have the most fabulous smile, and you're, you're just so warm and welcoming, and to me, that's the Janet brand. When I think of Janet, that's the brand, and not only are you able to convey that in person, but you do it really well on all of your social media too. So, and I, and I'm sure that's no accident that you do that. And that's part of your brand. So we're going to be talking a lot more about this today. So I know I said up front that you say that being exceptional is not good enough to set you apart from the competition anymore. And that was in the good old days before the pandemic. And I know a lot of tomatoes who are listening right now, may be unemployed right now you know so many people have lost their jobs during uh during this this challenging time or or they're working at home and spending endless hours and zoom meetings where it's even harder to stand out and we're going to talk about all that but let's start with why isn't being exceptional enough right so I, I, it's a you captured it even in your in your intro and the observations that you've made, and I'm almost going to answer it in both this kind of pre-pandemic um, world and the post-pandemic, although we're still in the thick of it. Uh, but there is definitely um, these changes and nuances to that backdrop. So historically, right, we and many of us, and I also as a tomato, um, meaning that you know, we've, we had come up at an age where uh, perhaps our parents or even the organizations that we worked for may have instilled in us um, an excellent work ethic and this idea <laughs> that if we work hard, we will get ahead. Right. 
that's true. <laughs> and yet it's still not enough. So the work that I had been doing inside organizations, so heading, learning, leadership development, talent management for multinational organizations, being at the talent table many times inside of these organizations, because what would happen, Cheryl, is, you know, the business has objectives and you've got to have the right talent and people to be able to deliver on that business strategy. Mm -hmm. So literally would come together in a room and talk about these high potentials, these top performers. And it was wonderful if your name was being mentioned in the room, but oftentimes I would say it was not enough or I had worked with many of these folks individually and yet I could see that their brand, meaning their career reputation wasn't shining through. The fact was great. Your high performance, your, your stellar deliverables, all of that gets you into that room, even if you're not in that room, but your mm -hmm. brand is in, representing you in that room. And yet it's not enough for you to be able to attract the right opportunities and have others identify what it is that is different, special, <laughs> valuable to the organization. And when we can marry that with what the individual is also seeking, right? Because we don't want to sell our soul just for the promotion or the new job. Right. Say. But when we can marry that authenticity, that's where I like to say brilliant careers are not a secret. <laughs> they are strategically designed. Well, uh, that's great. So let's talk a little more about what personal branding means. I mean, I, you know, I came out of the advertising world. So branding to me always meant branding a product, you know, branding a company. And then, you know, it's within the last few years that we, we've heard, we keep hearing the term personal branding and it gets bandied around a lot. And I think a lot of people are actually confused about, about, well, what the heck does that mean? What does it mean to me? And why do I need that? So you are the expert of this. So can you explain to us how you define personal branding and why it's so important? Yes. So personal branding is at its easiest to understand. It's what they're saying about you when you're not in the room, virtual or otherwise. When somebody mentions your name, what comes up? When you introduce yourself, how are you introducing yourself? So nobody talks about their last, um, just their client testimonials, or nobody talks about just their last greatest performance appraisal, right? It's really that introduction of the authentic you, the value that you create in the organization or for your clients if that's, uh, you know, if, if it's more, uh, you know, business focused. And it's wrapped in for me and in my, in the work that I'm doing with clients in this art of careering and careering being the most vibrant, valuable version of yourself. And it's owning your career trajectory. So if we're going to own the career trajectory, destiny, whether, whether you want to go up or out in the organization or from corporate to consultant, understanding that intersection of your value, your interests, and your talents, and being a way to align that to the client, mm -hmm. right? 
that all comprises your brand. Well, that's a great description. And I know that you work, I think, mostly with women. Yes. Yeah. And it seems to me that women, <laughs> we tend to really downplay our accomplishments and our value and what we've achieved. And that's why I think it's so important, the work that you're doing, because we just don't know how to articulate and that word ambitious you know it's okay to be ambitious but yes. we're afraid to talk about our achievements yes. and our successes yes. right yes absolutely it is key for women and that really is why i have and I, again i share with you I work inside organizations and i'm still doing work inside organizations i mean a major global career outplacement organization so of course i have men and you know and that and i get a lot of referrals and sometimes right. husbands or sons etc but i really do focus on on women uh when i <laughs> when i have that luxury right, right. Because there are some nuances, exactly as you highlighted, that women are less likely, again, and, and I'm going to say, and tomatoes are less likely, again, because of how we were raised. And again, you know, so we have this, you know, work ethic that served us well, served our parents well, but it's this good girl. And I'm not saying this is not about not being good but it's about being appropriate and 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 being respectful and we all don't want to cross over that barrier and be called something else and you're right that intentional use of the word ambitious ambitious as it relates to your career and managing your career and 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 all of that is highlighting that these differences are advantages to you mm -hmm. men typically and again because i'm talking to 15 to 20 people per week and i can see <laughs> the differences men never you know it's that old piece they'll look at a resume or a job right. description <laughs> and they'll tick off everything and go oh yeah that thing about exactly uh, data analytics yeah i don't know i i, I heard of that uh, you know i had I, you know i I think I read about that. I think I can read more about that, not an issue. The women can tick off everything, look at that and say data analytics. Oh my God, I was never really good at math. And and all of a sudden, like it it pulls in. Exactly. Um, they could have not, yeah, they could have 98% of all of that. And they're like, well, I don't have the other two percent. And you're right, a guy Absolutely. could have maybe half of it and say, Absolutely. Well, of course I could do that. So right. <laughs> it's of so course. true. So let's kind of come back to the yes. reality of the world that we're living in right now. And so many tomatoes, as we said earlier, are working remotely. So what advice would you would you give us for showing our value to employees and our clients, you know, when you're spending your life in a virtual world? It's just much more challenging right now, I think. It's incredibly challenging. Um, and this is it's re it's really going to be interesting to see how this is going to carry over into 2021, even inside organizations around um, performance appraisals, promotion and visibility. So I've been working from home for more than three years uh, when, and, and in-house in organizations for 20. So leading global learning. So I brought Zoom into the organization three years ago. So this piece about being on the screen and being on at home, it is very much about truly living your, living your brand. Being ready to turn on a dime if somebody says, 
you know what? Can you turn your camera on? Do not hide behind the camera lens. There's a time and a place. And trust me, I took many, you know, 6 a.m. international calls, or 2 p.m., you know, 2 a.m. calls to <laughs> other parts of the world. I'm not saying I always had my camera on. Um, but in today's environment, that's one way of standing out. You do want to be wearing your brand. You want to know that you need to be able to look at the camera, just same way you would look at somebody across, um, uh, across the table. What we're losing here is that uh, are those other nuances for visibility and, and connections. So looking to see how else you can connect, whether it's with your team, whether it's with your manager, if you're the leader, how are you holding, uh, still holding maybe skip level uh, meetings? How are you still connecting? Where can you find those touch points? Then the other piece is creating the sound bites. What are the sound bites? Similarly, what I would say, even if, we, if, if the world was the way we remembered it, is how you can drop those, and I say irresistible elements of your brand. That is, you want to plant those seeds about your career brand or talk about a win or talk about the value in those conversations. And, and, and that's what I show women in particular is how to drop those elements into the conversation without feeling braggadocious Mm -hmm. um, but really putting it in. Similarly with those that, that if I'm coaching somebody for, uh, for an interview, that's the time. You can't be shy. You, you've you've got to go full, full throttle, but there's a way to, to, to balance that. So, but if we rewind that, you've got to not have the clarity. You have to have mm -hmm. the sound bites. And, and then it's that piece about how to drop them in. Yeah, that's so important. And, and, you know, we've all in the real world sat at conference room tables where, you know, we've seen women who are reluctant to step up and say what they're thinking. And I think that's probably for a, a lot of women, it's probably become even more difficult in doing, you know, virtual meetings, because it's even harder to figure out when you're going to interject and when you're going to make a comment. And I think that's also something uh, that says a lot too about a good leader, how they're leading these kind of Zoom meetings. You know, I know you're doing a ton of Zoom stuff with a lot of people and I do, and I always try to really make an effort to make sure that we've gone around so everybody's voice is heard, but that doesn't always happen, does it? No, so, so what's key is not only making your voice heard, um, but even for your tomatoes listening, it's that piece of really being uh, prepared with a point of view, mm -hmm. with something that you want to share and the language that you're going to use. Um, you know, here's my recommendation versus I think, or, you know, those are subtle, but it's really about having a point of view. And I'm not saying you need to go out and get the PhD behind it, but come to the virtual table ready to share and contribute in a way that's, that shows that you've also done your research, right? So the research says, right, you know, and, and you can bring that in, but again, it's adding your point of view. And that's also as a way um, that you can stand out. Excellent. So you just talked about interviewing a moment ago. So yeah. right now, as we said, there's a lot of people listening right now who are out of work yeah. and it is, 
it, it wasn't easy before the way the whole job processing, <laughs> finding a job is so changed and, and you're competing, sending in resumes electronically and you're competing with a zillion people. But now it's even more difficult, I would think. So what what would be the advice you could give people listening right now on try to, try, how to try to stand out and get ahead of the competition here? Honestly, invest in working with a professional. And it's not just, I mean, it's not just a plug for me. I mean, if you know somebody else to work with, it's mm -hmm. really key. And here's why. Not just the competition is, is, is fierce, um, but also the, the way folks look for, for candidates and to be that candidate of choice has changed. So I shared with you that I also do a lot of work with an outplacement organization. Those who have been in the, in the marketplace um, that, have that have been in for many years in particular, right? And have had a great career. And, and part of this, Cheryl, right, is can be not only a wake up call, but I hear from a lot of folks who have, have shared you know, the time was right. I was going to look, I was ready to change. I'm an empty nester or I was recently, you know, so they, they were almost ready. Many were not ready. <laughs> um, and, and, right. I, and, and, and I share with you that last year at this time, I was running a campaign about make your move before you're ready because I'm a huge proponent, especially for women to be able to own and manage your career, but also you wanna be able to capitalize and seize an opportunity. If somebody, you're sitting across from somebody even virtually and they say, this sounds great. And I'd like to hire you or, or introduce you to the hiring manager, send me your resume. You don't want to scramble for, you know, three weeks, right? You want to have that ready. Or if it's your CV or your bio, you want all of that. And I call it, and you understand this as a, as a marketing, uh, you know, professional, your go-to-market collateral. But there's work that goes into that behind the scenes. So going back to your question, job hunting has changed how how those who are doing the hunting <laughs> have changed you have to make yourself viable and use every tool available and there is strategies there are strategies to keywords there are strategies to the job boards there are ways to navigate recruiters headhunters internal what hasn't changed of course is always working your uh, professional network um, as well for introductions, but again, dial it back. It has to be within, and I have this sort of formula in the branding room that I call the careering formula, the C4, which is, is much about your clarity, your credibility, building your confidence, and then always in context. The biggest takeaway for those who want to DYI, your, you know, do it your or DIY, right? Your do it yourself mm -hmm. sort of career branding or resume writing is there's so much information out on the internet. But that best practice may not be relevant to your situation, to that context. So uh, oftentimes, even with my clients, they'll say, Well, I read that if I if I, you know, keep my address here and have, have used this format and it looks current and contemporary, well, yes, and it depends. If you're going into financial services, that's not going to work. It would work in this scenario. So somebody to help 
you navigate and be able to curate all of the information that's out there and make it relevant for where you are today and where you're going. Well, that is very wise advice, Ms. Wise. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk, let's go over now to the branding room, which is your proprietary system that you use to have to help women. And I don't want you to give away your trade secrets, but I know it's, uh, I think it's a three-step program, but maybe you just give us an overview of what's involved and then how that actually work, how you actually work with individuals. That would be really helpful. Sure, sure. So, um, so the branding room is really about get laying the foundation for the clarity and a strategy of, again, as I just said, where you are, where you want to go in your career, because that that is going to drive how you're going to um, execute. But again, you need to have that clarity and that clarity comes from your differentiator. The folks that I work with and I co-create with, because I say I'm not creating uh, somebody's personal brand or career brand, but I am helping them reveal it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do that through a series of questions. I do that by looking at, um, at their resume, listening for um, key words, key phrases, and, te- and testing that out. I used to be a paralegal in another life. Um, so I think in terms of precedence and patterns. Um, I'm, I am a strategic thinker in that I'm always looking to see how to marry that together. So after doing this for 20 something years, it really, although it wasn't always called branding um, internally for, for individuals, there is, it evolves and, and when it's revealed, you know it's right. It's like finding that perfect, you know, little black cocktail dress, right? You can go on to into the dressing room with, you know, five of them and they all look great, you know, on the rack, but there's that one that just fits right, that feels right. And it's right for the occasion. So again, I come back to this piece about understanding the context, understanding the situation, and that will drive the strategy. So we celebrate successes. We talk about how to communicate um, your, your, the, and all of your go-to-market collateral of that, and then how to illuminate that. How do you keep shining the spotlight on your brilliance in a way that not only keeps you marketable, but that keeps you in control of your career destiny, whatever that is, because everybody will define that career success differently. The only caveat is the folks that I'm working with all have a minimum of 10 years experience. I don't do early careers where somebody mm-hmm. say, I don't know, you know, what I want to do. Right. There's a different, you know, methodology for that. That's not where, where I like to play. Um, and that's, and, and I find that the best work and my client satisfaction I know are with those who really have had some experiences. Now, again, the work that they did yesterday and today may not be what they want to do tomorrow, but being able to pivot that. And then I work with, um, you know, I certainly have some tools and some assessments and one in particular that everybody can, can and should do is know your values. Values, key, key 
to happiness, impact, success. Well, your clients are very lucky to have you, Janet, that's for sure, because you're so passionate about what you yes. do and you know what you're doing because you've been doing it a long time and you've done it for major corporations. So um, listen out there, everyone. We're going to tell you how to reach Janet <laughs> if you need her. And I think there's probably quite a few people. So let me let me ask you, how has the pandemic changed your business, if it has? And, and what kind of pivoting have you had to do? Yeah. So a little, when I say a little less pivoting in, in the sense of what tools are available to be virtual because I always had I always had that um, what has helped me is the fact that when I say the rest of the world those you know like you and I who weren't you know running a business and already doing something on social media um, or 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 virtually this has kind of leveled the playing field mm -hmm. but again what I have noticed is even for myself, as an example, being able to highlight what my differences are if somebody is looking for a career strategist, and they might call it a career coach. Um, I coach people in roles. I coach, coach people in transition. So there's a lot of folks hanging their shingle, if you will, <laughs> out on that. Um, and it is a bit of educating the consumer, the potential client about what they what they will need and what that value is for the right expert. So similarly, the way organizations want to hire the right talent in or you want to hire that right next team member, for those looking to work with a career coach, um, a career strategist, I find that I'm doing more work generally for the population to help the potential client or user understand how they can assess the right individual. And it may not be about certifications. It may not be, it really is, what are you looking to do? Where are you in your, in your career? And where are you, where are you headed? I do a lot of work. I happen to know for me with those in transition in organizations and who want to navigate that organization or a lot of corporate folks mm -hmm. to consultant work, right? So really understanding that these big terms, career strategist, career coach. So it's a bit of, you know, fire beware. Yeah. You've got to well, do your education. With I'm that. really glad that you, that you brought this up because it's not just in the career coaching. Uh, coaching <laughs> has become huge like every it seems some days like everybody is a coach in yes. something and it does make you want to sit back and say well if i'm looking for a coach in some area of my life how do i make that determination on who's the real deal who can really help me for what i'm doing and i'm not putting down anyone in, in no, any of those fields but not everyone is for everyone and right. doing your homework and getting references and spending a little time with that person um, is very key in terms of any kind of i think um coaching uh, person Absolutely. that you're going to look to to work for you in, in in any way so this has been uh 
just a wonderful conversation, really. And I know you've helped a lot of people already who are, who are listening in. So before we close, do, would you have one piece of wise advice to share with our, with our listeners? Take, no matter where you are in your career or your career pivot, make your move now to shift your thinking to owning your career and know that there is always opportunity in the chaos and that with that right positioning, really just do a self inventory of not only what you do well, but what energizes you. And then look to that to see where in the marketplace you can apply and leverage your career assets that work for you. Well, that is wonderful. That's a wonderful positive message to note to leave on, I think. And this went way too fast. It really did. So thank you so much. And listen, everyone out there, you can reach and learn more about um, Janet at wiseadvantages.com. And I know she would be happy to hear from you and um, you would be in very good hands. That's for sure. (laughs) So thank you. Stay well, stay safe, my friend. Thanks so much, Cheryl. Okay.